Welcome all to the Swim Dudes podcast, where Liam and I talk about everything circulating the swimming world with special guests. This podcast is available to stream on Spotify, iTunes, and is now found on Google+. Make sure you go check us out on Instagram at the Swim Dudes for more content. Hope you enjoy. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to the Swim Dudes podcast. On today's episode, we recorded with David Curtis. Um, it was actually a really awesome podcast for the amount of time that we could actually, you know, talk. We had a lot of problems with the Zoom and podcast and the microphones and just being able to hear anybody. So please bear with us on that one. But it was a really cool conversation. David was really awesome and sincere about the whole technical difficulties that were going on. So it's really an awesome podcast. You should all listen to this one. I mean, he's a super cool dude, super fast, but very humble and uh, has some really cool views on, um, you know, the guys who are swimming with him and uh, the people that he looks up to. So enjoy this podcast. Also, um, a special announcement coming from Liam and I. Um, we are going to have season two coming up here, um, right after this podcast, actually. So season two is going to be, um, pretty awesome. We've got something planned that's going to be really cool and exciting for you guys and is also going to be pretty fun to listen to, which is always a good thing in a podcast. So, um, I'm really excited for you guys. We've done a little bit of planning so far and, I think it's going to be good. Obviously, what do I know? Um, it's up to you guys to you know, listen and all, but Liam and I are super pumped. We've done some, you know, some background um, planning on this, I guess you would say, and I think it's going to turn out pretty well. So no spoilers or sneak peeks yet, but we will have um, something coming out. So make sure you guys are following us on social media, whether it's um, Instagram. Well, actually, yeah, Instagram's going to be the best way to hear anything. But um, we will have a season two coming out very soon, hopefully this week. Don't really know if it will be this week, but I'm assuming it will be this week if we're being proactive, which we're going to try our hardest to do. With that, um, you guys can probably imagine it'll be surrounding the things that are going on in the swimming world coming up hint 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 isl um so just keep an eye out for that and we are super excited to bring it to you um other than that just you know quick update about covid um we'll cover all that kind of stuff um with covid isl not allowing or australia not allowing their athletes to compete in isl um, you know, who the uh, top swimmers are, things like that, um, but everything that's going on right now. So keep an eye out, um, stay tuned, and we will have more for you for season two. But right now, go ahead and listen to this episode with David Curtis. Like I said, and I can't say enough, super cool guy, um, really fun to talk to. Again, honestly, there was one point in this podcast, and I think you guys will know where it is but I asked him a a very direct question off the bat and uh, his response is 
none that I've ever heard before. It's very unique, and that kind of goes for all of his answers. They were all very unique and very mature for someone of his age. So if you guys aren't already following his career, please do. He's going to, you know, his times speak for themselves at this point. And so they're going to be, um, you know, he's going to be one of the top swimmers hopefully here pretty soon. So as always, I hope everyone is doing well in the climate of COVID. It's definitely something that's pretty weird right now, but I hope you are all doing well. And uh, yeah, this is the podcast. Thank you all for joining into the Swim Dudes podcast once again today. Um, we'll keep the intro short and sweet, but we have David Curtis on. Thank you, David, so much for showing up and uh, taking some time out of your day for this. Of course, no problem. So, David, I want to get right into it. Um, you know, one of the things that Liam and I have talked to a lot of people about is what their training schedule has been like with quarantine. Quarantine's a little bit over now, I would say. Um, but now we're kind of getting into the new norm of um, COVID life. So what is training like for you right now? Do you have access to a pool? Kind of give us an insight into your daily life. Well, in terms of training, I'm actually extremely, extremely lucky. I know a lot of people that either don't have a pool or are forced to swim outside in the 60 degree weather here in New Jersey. So it's it's um it's really unfortunate for them, but I am I am really lucky to be swimming in an indoor pool um, at Mercer County Community College. We are we're following strict uh, COVID protocol with only having about four people to lane twenty four in a pool. Um, yeah, I'm swimming about two hours a day. I'm really lucky. I've actually reduced my amount of time swimming in the pool to uh, lift more and do outside of the pool training to work on explosiveness, power, all that. All that um, stuff needed for the uh, 50 freestyle. But yeah, for for swimming wise, I'm swimming in an indoor pool um, outdoors. I'm doing training with my trainer, uh, Dave Tease, in New Jersey as well. We work on everything under the moon in terms of uh, work that'll benefit me in the pool, in terms of my start, turn, uh, my underwaters, all that fun stuff. But yeah, it's it's pretty basic right now, trying to get in as much as I can before November. Yeah, absolutely. Now, for those of um, whom are listening who don't know um, who you are, explain your story. You know, um, you're still relatively young. Um, it sounds weird for me to say that because I think I'm young, but um, what is it like and uh, what was your, your path growing up? Like, when did you get into swimming? Um, why, of course? I mean, that's the golden question for anybody who chooses to swim because it's mm -hmm. one of the hardest sports there is. But, yeah, give us a little insight of, uh, you know, your choice behind the sport of swimming and what brought you to here now. Well, me swimming was, I'd say, kind of an accident. I, I went to the YMCA when I was about <laughs> eight years old, and it was basic mm -hmm. water training just, you know, get me acclimated and safe within the water so I wouldn't end up having any accidents. And I just kind of hooked on to it. Uh, I found a level of comfort within the water that I didn't necessarily find outside of the water. Um, that my parents noticed, my actual, my actual, uh, my trainer noticed and was like, "You should get this kid in the swim team. He seems to have uh, have an actual touch um, for the water." So from there, I went on to a swim team and uh, just progressed up. Been switching swim teams here and there, and have stuck um, the past couple of years with Hack um, before going to Team USA. Yeah. Love that, dude. That's super cool. Now, you definitely have a uh, a different experience in high school um, than most people do. What is um, your training like? Because obviously, 
Um, you know, I've heard of a lot of um, younger swimmers who will essentially do what you're doing now with online school, but before, you know, COVID made us uh, have to do it, but you would do that so that you could train with, um, you know, a more professional club um, and things like that. So what, what was that like um, kind of in your high school experience? Um, well, training, training definitely changed when I, uh, when we went virtual for, um, for COVID, but then I was cut off actually for training for about four months before I had to hop back into it almost from a completely uh, clean slate. But training wise, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty normal when it comes to, when it comes to training, I, I tend to go a little bit, I was more on the um, mid distance side before I started narrowing down into sprint when I get farther into the season. But um, my training isn't anything super, super special. It's just a lot of power and a lot of speed, a lot of good underwater work. We tend to get mm-hmm. IM in there maybe once or twice a week, work a lot of backstroke, um, a good amount of breaststroke over the summer. I'm going to try to get that back when I, uh, when I start getting more into the season working on stroke. But um, when it comes to training for me, either in COVID or outside of COVID, it's not it's not extremely different. It's just a lot more fast repetition stuff, maybe with a little bit more rest here and there, that type of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you mentioned it a little bit, but I'm just going to build off of it. You said, uh, you know, a little bit into breaststroke. You're definitely starting to kind of get into um, breaststroke a little bit. And I think you I, I think in one of your uh um, your past interviews, you said uh, um, you kind of just got thrown into it almost just because uh, you were like the next fastest guy. Then it just kind of turned into something that, uh, you know, was pretty beneficial. So do you see any uh, any future in, you know, maybe doing some IMs, things of that sort? Yeah, I honestly I do enjoy the IM. I, I enjoy doing every stroke within a race, probably not in the 4 a.m. because I do not think I will ever have the stamina to do something <laughs> like that. But uh, getting the endurance for the two IM, uh, working on the strokes, the technique behind the strokes, and just, I'd say, the general endurance. I, I think in the future, as I expand past the 1500 freestyle, that is definitely going to be an option, something that I want to give uh, to any team that I swim for, because the 1500, I feel sometimes are a little bit limiting, and I want to expand outside of that so I can give NC State or any uh, club team that I swim for, you know, more versatility besides just those two, those two events. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, the coaches are going to love you if you have that mentality, that's for sure. But you better be safe because uh, you never know, man. If you uh, pop off in the 2IM one of these days, you might say, hey, you know what? Let's uh, throw them in the uh, the 4IM for Grant. <laughs> All right. Unfortunately, I, I could see that happening as well. But um, I guess just got to go with uh, go with what happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, D- David, what are you doing outside of swimming right now? Um, any swimmer out there knows that it's imperative to kind of keep your mind occupied on different things, not swimming all the time. And especially now during COVID, it's a lot harder to do. So what have you been doing hobby-wise? You've been watching movies, going out, you know, what's your uh, go-to when you're not swimming? Um, what I tend to do when I'm not swimming, well, I mean, COVID has actually cut off a lot of um... – a lot of things that I used to do, I like to hang with my friends, you know, relax, just have a good time, maybe watch a movie. Um, but that has all been cut off. So me just, uh, I don't know, just finding stuff that I like to do, maybe watching TV with my parents. Uh, I do like to game a lot. That's something I love to do. It's a good way to escape and just have fun with uh, some of my other friends. But um, so right now, 
all all I basically do right now is train in school because uh, the what COVID's done is just messed up my schedule to the point where um, there really is, I find there's not as much formality as there was before. But um, what what I tend to focus on is looking at the bright side of things. Hello. Are you still there? Yes. Okay, sorry. I think I just lost you real fast. Keep going. You're good. Yeah. Uh did you hear what I said before? Yeah, I uh I heard up in well, just go ahead and repeat. I heard up until the COVID. Okay, yeah. COVID's uh messed up my schedule a lot, I'd say. Um I used to be able to do things where I would see my friends, maybe go out for a lunch or see a movie or stuff like that. But obviously with COVID protocols, that's not necessarily the case. So um, having to work around that, maybe uh, seeing my friends as social distancing, that, that, that definitely has been something I've been striving to do on a regular basis so I can keep that sense of normality uh, within my schedule. I'm, I, I also tend to be a very big gamer. It's something that I love to do. Um, love to stream on Twitch, stuff like that. So I, I always try to fill my time with um, with those type of things to uh, loosen up the stress of school and swim. Yeah, absolutely. So you have a Twitch stream because I, I saw when we were trying to figure everything out that you had, uh, you know, the foam sound padding behind you and you got the uh, the mic and everything going on. So um, so you do have a, a stream. How does that work? Um, anytime that I have free, that's not homework or swim. I try to get on and, uh, stream on Twitch as much as possible. Um, I, I just enjoy being able to interact with people over the platform and, uh, gaming is definitely something I love to do in my pastime. Cause number one, it's injury free. That's I've tried to play other <laughs> sports and I've either been shut down by my coaches to avoid injury, or I just try, I tend to play it on the safe side because me getting injured is something I do not want to do. I, I do not want to have to go through a recovery process of all that. Um, and gaming seems it's, it's a perfect fit of um, the type of stuff that I like. And then also being able to assess it whenever or like get to it, whenever uh, I have free time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been looking into, you know, getting some video games and whatnot as well. So, um, you know, it's definitely uh pretty pretty time not wasting but taxing um but it, it keeps you busy for sure and uh kind of helps with that uh dexterity and whatever but um that's good to hear man i mean it's super cool and uh pretty important for a lot of swimmers right now especially like i said before to just be able to take their mind mm-hmm. away from you know stuff that's just stressing them out in life so that's good to hear man so earlier you were talking about nc state you know we've talked about this a little bit um, you know, our podcast, we have, I don't know, we probably had on about like five or six of the guys, um, we've had coach on and, you know, NC state's a pretty, pretty awesome place for us, especially, but so let's, let's dive into that. Like what brought you, um, to, you know, given that verbal, um, and, uh, kind of veer towards NC state. Um, I, I'd be honest with you in the beginning, way back, I've always wanted to go to NC state. Some of the reasons, I don't remember why, but um, just looking at NC State as a program that I've always wanted to look at just because of, I don't, I don't know, it's just it's just always been a program that's been on the top of my mind. And what made me commit there was um, I'm confident that I'm going from my family here on Hamilton Aquatics and the family that I have around me within my house, family and friends, and I'm going to a whole nother family that I'm going to enjoy 
it's like going from a family to a second family that I, I don't have to worry about looking for those people as I'm just going straight to it. I mean, the, uh, the recruits that were on my trip, we're, we are already acting like family. We're contacting each other on the daily, having fun conversations as if we're, as if we're family, like brothers and sisters almost. Um, the way they treated each individual swimmer, I went there and I could not tell the difference of who was a diver, who was an NCAA champion, and who was a walk-on. It was just, it was all the same treatment. Everyone just understood each other, swam as hard as they could for each other, and just had that family mentality that uh, I couldn't find necessarily anywhere else I went. Yeah, preach, preach 100%. You know, um, we, so where Liam and I swim at, um, we are, you know, very traditional and uh, um, family oriented as well, but we also have a lot of traditions and it's just really awesome to be, you know, like as soon as you step on campus into that family, um, that's what it is, man. You're in there, you're, you know, everybody knows you, like I'm best friends with people that I never even swam with from my team. So, um, but, you know, like just talking to Coleman, um, about that, you know, it's it's a super cool place from what I've heard. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I tried to get him to tell us a little bit about the uh, um, the diamond and whatnot, but, uh, you know, he wouldn't budge. But it, it just kind of plays into that um, family lifestyle mm-hmm. um, and things like that. So that's a super cool choice. And, you know, adding your, um, you know, 50 hundreds to um, NC State, you know, they've been, um, you know, renowned, I would say as more of a sprint, um, sprint team, sprint heavy. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that'll be, that'll be cool. So, um, you know, where do you see yourself, um, you know, in a couple of years, say, you know, after your freshman year of, uh, um, of college, you know, it's a little ways mm-hmm. away, you know, what, what do you expect for yourself? Like, what are some of your goals? Well, my main goal for college swimming is to get to know as many people as possible on that team and, and build that family atmosphere and enjoy every second that I can while I'm at NC State. Um, in terms of swimming, it's just uh, I love I love relays and I love getting points to the team. So however much I can contribute to that, that's that's my goal for right now. I, I, I want to be in that NCAA final in the 50 freestyle. I want to feel that energy. I, I want to be there with the team and, and represent NC State at the highest level that I can. And if that's at uh, NCAAs or um, when I go on to say um, maybe a pro meet or something like that, um, I just want to be able to uh, go to NC State and represent them in the best way possible, no matter where it is. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, those are some pretty wicked answers. I don't know if you've been practicing or not, but those are very highly for uh, somebody of your age <laughs> at this you. time. But that's cool. That's cool, man. So moving on, going into this this swimming world, um, when I you know when I mention the names Caleb Dressel, Michael Andrew to you what you know what comes to your mind um I think of the two people um that I have to worry about at trials um because the 50 (laughs) freestyle is what they say any man's race um Uh and it's it's the it's the race for the top two spots to get on the Olympic team and um my goal is to focus on uh the two people I'd say in my mind are the two biggest threats which are uh, Caleb Dressel and um, Michael Andrew and I'm I'm training to uh, to number one go the fastest time that I possibly can, which hopefully 
Um, I'm hoping for low 21s in that race and obviously mm -hmm. for the Olympic team because that's been a goal that I've had since day one of me being uh, on a swim team, on a, like a racing swim team back when I started uh, looking at the uh, higher idols that I've been looking at, uh, like uh, Cullen Jones and all those people, looking at the mm -hmm. level they've risen to and um, that goal has been mine ever since. That's awesome. I mean, for you to be able to just reach for those goals at this point in time is really just, it says a lot about yourself. Plus, I mean, from what it sounds like you're, uh, you're talking to us, you know, it sounds like you've already got these goals for a couple of years down the line and, you know, a, a clear cut plan of what you're going to need to do. So that's really cool to hear, man. Um, so thinking about, the reason I asked about you mm -hmm. know, Caleb Dressel, Michael Andrew, um, you know, your name shot to the stage when you dropped that uh, sub-22. Um, you know, there's a lot of hype around it. And, you know, especially for somebody um, in your spot right now, like I can imagine being, uh, you know, um, in high school with this kind of, uh, you know, hype around my name and whatnot. Do you see that has been like any sort of pressure to you or um, do you use it as motivation? Like what's your, your take on that? Or you just try to avoid um, it? I'm not, I'm not a big fan of big lights and big names and all that fun stuff. Um, so uh, when it comes down to whether I'm going to be focusing on that or focusing on something else, I'll tend to focus on something else. Like um, I, de I definitely say it, me going that time was beneficial to getting my name out there. Um, Again, guys, just bear with us. This is one of the spots where we had to do some creative thinking and figure everything out. So um, here we are again with David Curtis. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not the the most like, and I, I I don't appear to be the most energetic person. I tend to be a little bit more introverted. So um, the hype around my name necessarily isn't something I'm. I, I, it's nice to have people recognize and know who I am, but then again, I'm not the person, the mo the biggest person to, you know, um, go off of that. So, um, yeah. I try my best to just, you know, stay by myself and focus on what I need to do, uh, in terms of, um, you know, getting my tasks done and all that fun stuff with, uh, regarding swimming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's the protocol like for, for COVID right now? um with testing and whatnot i mean i know our swimmers on campus are test tested everybody on campus is tested daily um or they're given like a uh, um a form that they have to fill out daily but w what are the some of the precautions that they do uh, you know masks are worn you know in and out of the pool well not in the pool but you know what i'm saying yeah um, they have us fill out a, uh, a health check every day um, regarding like if we've been out of state or something like that. Mm -hmm. Temperature checks, masks on while we're inside the building. Um, basic protocols in terms of all that. There hasn't been any COVID testing, but it, I think it's mostly off of um, like uh, honor code in terms of you knowing your personal health and monitoring your temperature and asymptomatic mm -hmm. um, things regarding COVID. Yeah, it's definitely weird to, you know, it's like a game of a uh, clue, just having to track down like who you were with and stuff like that, especially when, uh, you know, a positive thing comes up. But the yeah. last thing that I wanted to talk to you about, David, is, um, you know, 
the success again we're going back to the name but you know the success around your name if you had to boil it down to um something that you can attribute most of your success to or some of it what what would you attribute it to would it be something you know along the lines of work ethic or um you know maybe a mentor or something like that um for me in terms of work ethic i'm not the best worker sometimes i'll <laughs> slack off you you'll see me sitting on the side of the pool talking to people but um what what definitely helped me progress the most was um, the coaches that I work with and the trainers that I work with is because um, every coach I've, I've worked with has gotten to know exactly who I am as a person, not necessarily just as a swimmer. So they can use that to help work with me, figure out what works for me and then use that um, to help me progress more and more with swimming. And then with the out of the pool training, that is definitely where the, the bulk of the work I feel goes out to is I'm I'm very it when it comes to uh like dry land I, I tend to be a gym rat necessarily yeah in, in terms of uh um in the water but definitely a tribute to the coaches that I've worked with um they've definitely figured out the the perfect strategies to help me progress in the 50 and 100 free and work on different and specific things that I have uh, weaknesses in now, have you gotten into, um, I mean, we, we've talked about it with a couple of people, um, Liam and I, and we've said that um, essentially this new hybrid program of um, essentially dry lands, but without any weights um, and getting creative has essentially like trained your nervous system to, you know, adapt to new things, almost build you stronger than you were before. Do you think that this is something that like, especially for sprinters could be, you know, a very real thing? Yes. I've actually done quite a lot of, um, of both heavy weights, lightweights, and then the, uh, the no weights to work on reaction time training, um, jump vert, um, running, sprinting, all that type of stuff. It definitely is making a, uh, I'd say, headlines that people are figuring out that you don't have to lift to you don't have to lift heavy you don't have to lift at all really to improve in certain areas of swimming um or just in physical ability to be able to do anything at all um and i think in the next couple of years it's definitely going to progress to something where we might actually I, i'd say we probably focus more on that because i i felt when i've trained uh, off of weights, I felt like I progressed a little bit more in terms of maybe reaction time or um, stuff like that, working on uh, the sprinting side of uh, the 50 freestyle. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So question for you. Mm -hmm. We spoke with a couple Texas guys, um, and they had told us, um, and of course, this is kind of just a, you know, hearsay, but um, they said that Eddie had thought about doing a prolonged taper essentially um you know cut the guys out you know no swimming at all for a couple of weeks um you know up leading up to um, gnats or whatever meat that they had going on and we all kind of at first we were like okay this is kind of crazy but coming out of covid you see people like madison cox yourself people who are just throwing down these nasty times do you think there's some science behind it um I definitely say four months might be a little bit too long of a break. Well, yeah, but, yeah, of uh, course. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, taking a good break and being able to like reset, I'd say a little bit, um, it might actually prove to be beneficial. I don't have the science behind it, of course. Um, but when I took off the time before I, uh, went actually a best time in the 53 and chokers meters, um, I just, I felt like that reset button had been pressed. I felt fresh. I felt rejuvenated because sometimes when I, uh, I swim a lot, I get burnt out or I get really tired and swimming just feels either like a chore or you don't necessarily feel as, um, as energized as you would say post taper mm-hmm. or beginning of a season. Um, but yeah, I definitely could see, um, it, it definitely would, um, vary on individual preference and who does it and how they work. But, for people maybe like me who are super sprint um, tend to be on the lower edge of um, the distance style in uh, swimming would benefit from either a prolong like a full prolonged break or definitely a heavy, heavy, heavy taper. Yeah. I think it's something that people are going to be looking into a little bit more, um, especially coming out of this. And uh, I'm excited to see, uh, the ISL coming up in Budapest in the next mm-hmm. couple of weeks. There's going to be a lot of nasty times that people aren't going to be ready for, but it'll it's be a cool. great venue. <laughs> so David, um, that's all I've got for you. Like I said earlier, I've got a little, um, we, we call them rapid fire questions. We're just going to go through them real fast. First thing that comes to your mind. Um, don't think about anything, just whatever comes to mind. You ready? Okay. All right. AM or PM practice. I am. Long course meters or short course yards? Short course yards. Favorite race to swim besides 50 or the 100? 100 breaststroke. All right. And then pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Okay. Interesting. A lot of people are waffle people, but all right. Uh, Book, movie, or TV show? TV show. Any good TV shows you've been watching recently? Uh, Chicago PD. It's my favorite show. Yes, that's a good one. That's a yeah. good one. Respect. All right. Dogs or cats? Cats. Okay. Drive or fly? Fly. Okay. Favorite meat snack? Bacon jerky. Interesting. Okay. I, a lot of people do the, uh, the go-go squeeze on here. Ah, yeah. All right. Uh, you're behind the blocks, getting up for your 50 or 100. Favorite pump-up song? Ooh, I have to think about this. Uh, I'd say welcome to the party. Okay. All right. And then last question, mm-hmm. favorite race to rewatch in history. Can't be the four free from 2008. Damn. I was going to say that. So <laughs> now I have to think. That's everybody's favorite. Um, I definitely say Anthony Irvin's 50 freestyle uh, 0.01. Uh, where he won the gold medal. Was it four years ago? Five yeah. years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, just over four years. Like yeah, yeah. Four and a month or two. Yeah. But, dude, yeah, that was a dope swim. Super yeah. cool. Well, David, thank you so much. We have literally gone through the ringer on this video with trying to figure out uh, the internet, essentially. Yeah. But um, I apologize for it. This was super fun. Um, you know, no we, we wish you lots of luck um, in your career, and we're hoping that uh, we'll have you back on once things, uh, you know, start to get a little bit more uh, fiery. And, uh, yeah, man, we wish you the best. Thank you. Yeah, have a good one. You as well.